Hello, we're back with 10 minutes of Talmud, and today we are continuing with the story of Rabbi Eliezer and the Oven of Achnai in the Yerushalmi. So we'll say our blessing and be on our way. Baruch Ata Adonai, Eloheinu, Melech HaOlam, Asher Kitshanu, B'mitzvotav, V'tzibanu, La'asok, B'dibri, Torah. Oh, Kidok, we're in Moed Katan, which we explained yesterday. We're on page 10b in the Panay Moshe version. Um, remember, there's different paginations according to Panay Moshe and Venice. I'm using Panay Moshe because it corresponds to um, the Yidid Nefesh online, where you can see the Hebrew text with dots and translation of Aramaic into modern Hebrew. Um, so, all right. So we had sort of just started the Oven of Achnai story. And instead of flipping out and crying and doing all the things that he does to Bali, Rabbi Eliezer's kind of intellectual about it. He says, look, let's do an experiment. Let's see. Let, let, let's see if they're right, these guys that want to excommunicate me. Let's just see. It's kind of Spinoza. <laughs> know what I mean? So they go outside of town, just Rabbi Eliezer and, and Rabbi Akiva. Nobody else. He's not trying to embarrass the other guys. He's just, he's just trying to, you know, you know, really ascertain if he's right or they're right. All right. So he says to the tree, move, the tree moves. Okay. All right. So that's where we pick up the story. Okay. All right. In halakha, uh, Kadibraham, so this is very tactful. He doesn't want to leave this tree hanging there, right? So that everybody that walks by says, ah, that's the tree that proved that Rabbi Eliezer was right, right? So he's going to move the tree back. Okay. So if the reliable tradition is according to their words, um, uh, 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 excuse me, um, come back. Belachazart. But it didn't come back. So he's saying, okay, who has the magic mojo? Is it me or them? Okay, so far, it's me. It's Rabbi Eliezer. It is not the rest of the sages. In halakha, kedivarai, chuzri, bekevart. So he says, if the reliable tradition is according to me, come on back. And it did. So the tree only jumps around for Rabbi Eliezer. Note that it is a uh, carob tree, and in in, a, in Hebrew, charuv, which comes from the same set of letters, just kind of mixed up a little bit, as chaver, which means a colleague or a friend. So, you know, he's uprooting and bringing back a version of his friends. So that's a lovely literary touch. All right. So the text says, wait a freaking minute here. All these praises and, and dancing trees and their reliable tradition is according to Rabbi Eliezer, as my children would so elegantly say, WTF. All right. Amar Rabbi Chanina. So Rabbi Chanina says, Mi shenitna la nitna 
Ela Acharera Bimahatot. Once the Torah was given, it was given. And now we follow majority rule. All right? So if it's, you know, if, if, if we don't, no matter how magical and mystically powerful a person is, if you don't have the majority votes, you don't win. We don't follow people just because they're big miracle workers. All right. Okay. The late Rabbi Eliezer, Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? Rabbi Eliezer knows everything. Are you trying to tell me that he doesn't know that we follow the majority? Okay. Uh-oh. Now he gets mad. He's gone out of town. He has proven from God that, that God has, you know, magically proven by his ability to move that tree back and forth that he's right. He's just freaking right. Okay. Now, oh my. So now the fire bolts come out of his eyes. And everything that those guys said is pure. The fire bolts coming out of his eyes and he 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 blows them up. Okay. Taman Taninan. So we learn in another Mishnah. Uh Okay. So this, remember that this is this whole big deal with this oven, right? That, uh, that it's a little oven and a sheriff, like a lizard or a big cockroach, gets into it and dies inside of it. And so the, the disembodied soul essence uh, is plastered all over the inside of the oven. Oh, not good. Because... Even the disembodied soul essence of a lizard or a cockroach makes something ritually impure. So here's the problem. If you want to be ipsy, ipsy, pipsy sure that your oven is ritually pure, you're going to, honestly, your best bet is to just trash that oven and get yourself a new one. But that's a solution for rich people. And Talmud does not, in general, follow solutions for rich people. Talmud is, in general, almost absolutely positively, solutions for poor people. Um, And so that's not the answer that ends up winning. Because the answer that ends up winning is like, okay, you disassemble it and you, you put a new coat of paint on it, or you put a new coat of plaster on it. You know, you, you adapt, you, you fix it, you fix it somehow. Okay. All right. Oh my. Okay. Rabbi Eliezer Metaher Vachachamim Metamin Zetana Roshel Achnai. All right. So Rabbi Eliezer says it is unsusceptible to ritual impurity. Okay. And the sages say it is. Now, again, let me help you understand this, right? If something is insusceptible to ritual impurity, that means it no longer qualifies for whatever category you're trying to get it licensed for. Okay? If 
it can be fixed, then it's still eligible for the license, right? Today, we would think of this in terms of cars, right? That, that you may drive a beater and it may have a different color fender and a different color hood, right? But if the inspection people say, you know, it can be fixed to the point that it's a functional car, then that's really important to you. Then it's a car. But Rabbi Eliezer is pretty rich, and I don't think he would be driving a beater, and I don't think he'd be using an oven like this. I think he'd trash and get a new one. But again, we don't do halakha for rich people. All right, so we'll pick up there. Okay, talk to you tomorrow. Bye.